Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dudes behind the foods. Dudes behind the foods. It's all about the dudes behind the foods. <laughs> yes, that's the worst <laughs> intro theme song I've ever heard in my life. Try again. Okay. Better help. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was doing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Theme song. Um. Dudes behind the foods. Yo, it's the dudes behind the foods. Dudes. Behind the foods. Yeah, is the dude behind the foods. What's up, y'all? That's actually really fucking good. <laughs> That's good. Hey, somebody grab that little thing and then do something with oh, it. Oh, remix it? Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Sway, sway the remix god. Yo, all my producer homies, do something. <laughs> <laughs> and don't charge me for it. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm Tim Chantarangsu. And I'm David So. Welcome back to your favorite food podcast in the game, where all we do is talk about food and only food. That is a lie. Now, <laughs> what I wanted to bring today is from my favorite French restaurant, uh-huh. McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. You know, I'm actually imitating somebody on YouTube. Yeah. It's just a French cook dude. He actually makes like high-end food. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a, a comedy channel because of the way he speaks, but that's just how he His talks. His real voice. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Pierre Ducalarange. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, and his assistant is Stéphane Escargot. <laughs> and his wife, um... Um, voulez-vous toucher mes fesses? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and his son, Peter Pate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim had a very, very interesting idea. Yes. 
when it came to chicken McNuggets. McNuggets? You take two sauces. Yeah. The hot mustard. And then... <laughs> All right, y'all, it's time. It's time to have some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I don't know if you... <laughs> uh, my alarm to start recording. Oh, okay, go on. I'm sorry. And then he said, why don't we sauce them like Nashville hot chickens, mm-hmm. but with the hot mustard and the sweet and sour? So whenever I eat chicken nuggets, I always I get the sweet and sour and the hot mustard, which a lot of people sleeping on. People don't know even McDonald's has hot mustard. And I get it, and I dip it in one, and I dip it in the other, and that's my shit with my chicken nuggets. But one day, I tossed it up, you know what I'm saying? Fucking shake and bake style with the sauce, and I sauced it up. Like a chicken a la range. Like a sauce. Chicken a la range. And it is delicious. I don't think a single thing beats the chicken oh. McNuggets. Yes. In terms of chicken nuggets, uh, Wendy's, I think, it's they have their own thing. Yeah. But there's something special about the McDonald's one. You're going to shake it up in the box? Is that what you're doing? I think that's what okay. we're doing. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. Let's, let's, like let's... it's a Nashville hot chicken. I just hope we don't get any, oh, fuck it. We don't care about these blankets. <laughs> They aren't even real sheets. These are really just blankets. Yeah, man. They're going to just wash them anyways. Yeah, or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby, sweet mother of pearl. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet baby. Sweet baby Jesus. Let me tell you, I love me. uh, I really like the hot mustard from McDonald's. Um, Has a nice little tang to it. Little tiny little kick. Nothing crazy. If you can't handle spicy food. You're a pussy. Resilient and strong. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful in all its uh, shapes and colors and <laughs> shapes, fragrances, and colors and bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put my trash in your in my anyway. trash bag? Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. Well, this is exciting. Uh, I've never actually because when I made that chicken with the sauces, it wasn't actually chicken nuggets. It was uh, it was chicken from churches. So I'm excited about this. Make sure I seal everything, guys. We're teaching you McDonald life hacks right now. Oh man! Oh y'all are gonna love this. Look, man, if if I ever get my own McDonald's meal like like BTS and 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 Saweetie, this is gonna be part of it right here. Ugh. Oh my God! It's slathered and smothered on everything. Remember when? Remember when McDonald's had the mix shaker salads? Do you remember yes. that? Yes. And people thought they were losing weight while they ate them. <laughs> Please. It was more. Oh, I got stains on this. Oh, no. Look at you already. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. This is mustard. It's never going to come out. Oh, my. Oh, my. Actually, I'm going to get some of this footage for my own vlog because this is this is, this is is great, man. I, um, I love what we're doing here. Studio 71, uh, you guys have money, so you <laughs> will be able to buy a new blanket. I apologize. What the? Yeah, these shits are like two for 20 at Ikea. Come on. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me just get this little footage here from my vlog while me and David are eating uh, and and trying out some new McDonald's life hacks that uh, we invented over here Mm -hmm. at Dudes Behind the Foods podcast. It's super lit. All right, let's get to it. Yes. Here we go. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Robin Couch, I know you are a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize for always slaughtering animals in my mouth in front of you. We do so much of it, but it's okay. She can handle it. If she can handle us talking about our dicks for an hour, she can handle us eating a chicken. This is true. (laughs) Uncircumcised. Cheers. To that. Hey. Hey. Mm. Hey. Marvelous. (laughs) Why why just dip them separately when you can smother them all? That's beautiful. Hey. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
I tell you, can I what can I speak to the chef at this McDonald's you went to? I need to speak to the chef okay. because. <laughs> Hello, Monsieur, Monsieur Korea face. <laughs> C'est magnifique on these chicken nuggets. You know, I suffer for my art, and you, and you son, have made my day. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Bunch of French people are so mad at us. That's not how we speak. <laughs> Mid my day. Oh man, that's great. Um, oh well, yeah. David, I appreciate you bringing these chicken nuggets, and I have a special treat for you as well. Oh. So once you told me you were at McDonald's getting chicken nuggets for us, I googled what pairs well with chicken nuggets. Oh, and I have a bottle of wine here. According to Google, uh, a good white wine to pair with chicken nuggets Are is, I swear to God, is a Burgundy Chardonnay. So here we have a uh, Joseph Droin Bourgogne Chardonnay from 2015, and we're going to try it out. Let, let me tell you something. I've, we've said this multiple times. I know nothing about wine. I don't know what makes it more expensive per se. I don't understand why. I just know that I like what I like, and mm -hmm. I drinks what I drinks. Yes, sir. And that's how you guys should always enjoy your food. That's how you should enjoy life. Yeah, Do man. what makes you happy. Fuck what people say. Exactly. Here you are, sir. Oh. Oh, and it's... Look at this. This is a plastic. Yeah. And it has a thumbprint it in it. It has a little grip. Isn't that great? Okay. And let me tell you, the BevMo out here, the ladies were so helpful, dog. This lady, I was like, yo, do you have... Wine cups, and one lady was like, yes, they're in aisle, whatever, whatever. And the other lady was like, I'll go get them for you. And she ran, and she fucking grabbed them for me. What the fuck? It was amazing. Hey, the BevMo in Pasadena, let me tell you something. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> this lady was like, they're in the back. I'm like, what part of the back? This is a fucking warehouse. <laughs> oh, but also, did you know BevMo has, like, regular grocery store shit? No. This BevMo I was just at has everything. Toothbrushes, toothpaste, regular snacks and chips and like groceries and shit. I wonder if they have like condoms and shit too. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. One time I was at a, uh, a store and it was one of those, you know, one of those nights of my life, you know, single Tim was like, oh, thank you so much. And I, I literally just had to get gum, condoms, and like, um, I don't know, uh, strawberries or some shit. It was like, it was just gum and condoms. And this girl, the girl at the, at the register was like, no, no, the girl behind me was like, someone's going to have a good time tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody always has to make a stupid comment every time you get condoms, which I never buy, and I have a lot of kids out there. <laughs> do you remember the first time you bought condoms? Yes, I do. I bought the Magnum XLs, and, <laughs> and the cash register was like, yeah, right. Go get the smaller ones. And I was like, well, you don't know. I'm making animal balloons. <laughs> Idiot. No, I remember I bought, I felt weird mm -hmm. as a kid. I don't mm -hmm. know why, because, well, you're a guy, so of course you're going to buy condoms. But just buying them, I felt weird because it felt like everybody was looking at me. Right. You know? And I couldn't shake the feeling that people were like, oh, this guy's going to have sex. First time I bought condoms, <laughs> same shit. You just, you know, it's like 
a manly thing. It, you should be proud of buying condoms. Mm-hmm. But first time I bought condoms, I did that thing where you kind of buy like five other things and kind of like, yeah, let me get this magazine. Uh, you know, yeah, let me get some breath mints. Uh, let me get some. Um, you know, let, let me let me get some uh, Q-tips and some, and some condoms. Yeah, yeah, there's all these condoms in there. <laughs> Add it right then. Yeah, a little maybe this apple, maybe this <laughs> banana. Is it condoms? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, are there, is there condoms? Yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well. There was well. so many different brands. It was uh, a little daunting. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the fuck I should get. There was ribbed ones. There was one that had warming gel on it. Mm. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to get? Turns out, though, when I lost my virginity, I just ripped that shit off. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I don't feel nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, listen, practice safe sex. Yes. But. But. It sucks. <laughs> yes, practice safe sex, but it is amazing without condoms. <laughs> I think we, uh, where was I at? Um, someone was like, hey man, turkey bacon is like condom sex, you know? It's just, it'll never be as good. <laughs> you know, and I'll say this. If you are going to go rob, do it with the person you care about. And also, make sure that you check for STDs before. Look, and look, at, at being you know being a grown man who had my whole stage, I definitely had those experiences with grown women who were about their shit and were like, hey, you know, when we had conversations leading up to when we were going to meet up or whatever, we're like, I'm going to show you my test results. You go get tested too so we don't have to worry about stupid condoms. We don't have to worry about STDs, any of that. And we can just have fun. And like literally, that's what happened. We both got tested. Here are my results. Here are my results. Let's get it in. I like that though because not a lot of people are that communicative. But it kind of gives you like a peace of mind so you you don't have to worry about that shit. Especially if you're going to hook up more than once. Mm -hmm. It's a... It just makes things a lot easier. You don't have to stress. You don't have to be like, ah, oh, man, did she just give me a, did I make a horrible decision? Did I just get a fucking STD? And you know, here, all right, first of all, toast. Oh. Cheers. Let's see if this pairs well with chicken nuggets. You ate all your nuggets already? I'm a fat boy. Uh, here, we'll have one of mine so you see how it pairs. Okay. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, the wine is great. I smell... <laughs> I smell juniper berries <laughs> on a crisp summer day. And a garden hose. Gar- <laughs> <laughs> garden hose. BMW 5 Series flat tire. <laughs> That's an inside joke. I'm going to tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. I think that works. That's pretty great. And even I feel like even the sauces we chose yeah. are very complimentary of this one. I thought the same thing. Hmm. Oh wow, Chardonnay moi. I like that a lot. Okay, this is kind of. I might start eating a lot of wine with my McDonald's. This is pretty fucking good. And you know what goes good with white wine? Hmm. Fish. Filet <laughs> <laughs> fish. Okay, wait. What were we just talking about before I cut you off to cheers? <laughs> the five, the five series tire. No, 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 no. Condom sex. Condom sex. Um, getting checked before you hook up. Getting checked. Um, mature. Something makes it easier. Makes it easier. Robin, do you know what we're talking about? Um, all I remember is the safe sex. Make sure you communicate with your partner. All right, whatever. <laughs> all right, so David, so you also brought us a filet fish. This, by the way, is one of my favorite things on the McDonald's menu. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I understand. You know what? The first time I ever had a filet fish is literally the the weirdest way. <laughs> I ate a filet fish and I never wanted to eat it because who wants to eat fish at a fast food restaurant? Mm-hmm. I ate it because of my Vietnamese gangbanger homies. <laughs> because for some reason, Vietnamese gangbangers, even though they're out killing people on these streets, they're very devout Catholics. Chucky Akins. <laughs> so <laughs> for Lent, on Fridays, they would eat filet fishes. Really? And so they told me to eat one because it was fire. Yeah. And I ate a filet fish from this guy named Viet. Well, there you go. Um, first of all, I think filet fishes have a very um, weird reputation. People are like, uh, who, who the fuck orders filet fish? Let me tell you something, dog. Filet fishes are probably my go-to McDonald's order. And I'm not even Catholic. Uh, my parents always loved just the filet fish um, It's delicious. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and they're like, you never serve cheese with fish. And I'm like, you, sir, are an idiot. It breaks all the rules, but it makes it work, man. Because like we said earlier, fuck the rules. Do what makes you happy. Have sex with STDs immediately because I found out that the COVID-19 drug is now creating cures for AIDS. You lying. Well, I don't know if it's the drug specifically, but I guess the mRNA stuff, mm-hmm. it, it led open the door to find like a vaccine that might work for AIDS. Well, it's about time. Yes. <laughs> so have sex raw. <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> you know what? Uh... The filet fish man, is uh, one of my favorite things. And oh, there's they, just, right oh, there. they went into clinical trials for an HIV vaccine, oh, with mRNA. Wow. Yes. It, science is freaking amazing. Science is amazing. Oh, man, there's so many things I want to talk about. We have, like, such a diarrhea of, like, topics right now. I know. filet fish is being awesome. Uh, that, that made me want to talk about religion, um, STDs still, um, my flat tire. And we're going to tell you all about it right after this break. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We're back and this is a great time to come back because Robin Couch just, she asked us, have you heard of people who are allergic to semen? I never did, but you do. Yes, because one of my homegirls, 
who's allergic to a lot of shit, you know, so she's just prone to, I guess, being allergic to stuff. She told me one day, she was like, I think I'm allergic to my boyfriend's sperm. And she was like, I don't know what it is. Every time, like, I swallow or when she, like, comes on me, like, I, she would, like, get a rash. What the fuck? Isn't that crazy? You know what would be so funny, Robin? Like, what if you, as a young teenage girl, like, your dad looks at you, he goes, you were sucking dick today, weren't you? You're like, <laughs> absolutely not. And you just have a rash all over your face. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. You're lying. No, I'm not. Well, he, just, he, he injected he injected you with something to make you allergic to semen. <laughs> so he knows. <laughs> I planned since you were young. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Semen, allergies, STDs. Um, all right. There was that weird phase where mm. I remember uh, reading, it was like these random like fringe articles. And this is like during the time where uh, a lot of these articles were just saying, just really ridiculous shit, which may or not be may or may not be true, but nobody was doing fact check fact checking. But people mm-hmm. were talking about, oh, you should you should come on your girl's face because it's good for their skin. Ah. <laughs> and I don't even know if that was true. So I dated a girl who read this article and wanted to try. Oh my God. So she's like, I read that, you know, uh jizz on your face can be good for your acne or whatever. So she was like, "What?" She was like, "Hey, so after we do it, come on my face." And it wasn't just like a uh, like a porn spritz. It was like I jizzed on her like cheeks. She rubbed it into her face like a fucking mask, let it dry, sat there for fifteen minutes, and then washed it off. Did it work? I mean, her skin was beautiful, but oh. I don't know if my my sperm helped. Dude, you have magical sperm. I've always believed that. Clinique Timmy. <laughs> and you should bottle that shit and sell it and charge it for $50 a shot. I was trying to think of a a, a, a jizz makeup pun, but I couldn't think of anything. Um, <laughs> se, se for, Sephora, nothing that jizz rhymes with for. Um, Sephora? Sephora. Oh, that's too derogatory towards women, though. I don't uh, like that. Uh, click Clinique. Um, Jizzido. Just, just Shido. Just Shido. The Japanese one? Yeah. Oh, perfect, dude. <laughs> just Shido. Um, I was going to say, when you brought up Catholicism and filet fishes right? So this is so funny. Um, I was sitting in a Burger King when I was going to a Catholic high school for a year. And this is one of the things that made me begin to question religion, okay? Mm. Because I was sitting with people who were like, we don't eat beef on Fridays. Um, that's why we order the filet fish. And but me, I went to a Christian Protestant school uh, that you know. So we don't believe in the whole no beef shit, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that no beef shit. And it was just kind of like, uh, and so I was sitting here and I was thinking, these people very much so believe in the same God that I do, the Christian God, right? But they were raised with different rules. Mm. They believe they shouldn't eat beef on Fridays. I believe in the same God. We're praying to the same God. I can eat beef on Fridays and I don't give a fuck. And my belief is that God also doesn't give a fuck. Mm. And that's when I realized God doesn't give a fuck about any of those rules. These are all man-made rules. Mm. And that's when I started to question organized religion. Mm. Where I was like, what is the point 
of trying to categorize it, whether it's Protestant, Catholic, Coptic, Orthodox, Mormonism, right? Because none of this shit is coming from God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can have my personal relationship with God. He doesn't give a fuck if y'all are eating uh, double cheeseburgers on Friday or not, or if you're like, I don't know, all these like very specific rules that are um, that go with certain religions, like mm. categories, right? And that's when I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm not gonna subscribe to these to these rules. All from a filet fish. This, <laughs> you know, it this kinda, is amazing. It really stemmed from a filet fish, and it stemmed from this. I was seeing commercials as a little kid for the Book of Mormon, oh. um, not not the musical, which is great, <laughs> but the actual Bible. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, how is it that Mormons have a Bible with extra books when my whole Christian school life, they've been telling me that this Bible is the word of God. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I be- if I believe in this type of Christianity, there's more words of God. Mm. So it's like, what is actually the words of God? You feel me? So that's another thing that solidified in my head that like man is manipulating what they want what they think God wants, you know what I'm saying? And then making these rules saying like, yo, this is what God wants. But it's like, if I go up, if I'm in a different religion and I don't believe in Mormonism, I'll never read these books. So am I missing something? that they're you mis- Yeah. Tim's going to hell. <laughs> God's just listening right now. This bitch ass motherfucker <laughs> trying to figure out my shit. God's shaking his you're, head. You're very introspective, even at a young age. That's mm. pretty crazy. Well, how old were you when you figured this out? Well, the filet fish shit was when I was like 14. That's really... You know what I was trying to figure out? It's like, dude, how am I going to make this fucking homemade ramen better? <laughs> That's the whole... How, you were really, really introspective. I never really thought like that at that age. I was just a thinking-ass boy. You know, I, was, I mean, I was the only child and shit, so that probably had a lot to do with it, too. I watched a lot of TV. That's, that's why I was seeing that Book of Mormon commercial all the time. So I was like, wait a second. Something's, something's not adding up. And there was also a book. It's a Kevin Smith. Oh, it's also a movie. It's a Kevin Smith movie. It's called um, Dogma. All right. Mm. And you can't buy you can't buy it anymore uh, for whatever reason, whatever legal reasons. But you can. Uh, it's on YouTube. The full movie's on YouTube. It's called Dogma. And this low key changed the way I looked at religion too, because um, the whole plot of this movie is that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are angels that got kicked out of heaven. Um, and they were, God told them to stay on earth for eternity, right? And they're getting frustrated because they want to go back to heaven. So then there's a preacher played by, no, there's, yeah, there's a, a pastor played by George Carlin mm-hmm. who he's like very like all about uh, making money for the church. So he's like, come to my church. I will like sanctify the doors of my church. And all you have to do is walk through the doors of my church and all your sins will be forgiven because I said so. I'm a preacher and that's how it works. Okay. Mm. So the plan of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon is like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk. We're going to kill a bunch of people. But then we're going to walk through the church doors. And when the police shoot us dead, we can go to heaven because our sins have been forgiven. The police are going to kill us. And then we get to go to heaven and be back home. Mm. So the whole plot is that these guys on a technicality are trying to get back into heaven. Get back into heaven, right? But That's then really good writing, but actually. then all these people are trying to stop them because because of the technicalities. If God's word, which is like always correct, right? If it gets proven wrong or undone, then it'll undo the whole universe. So yeah. it's like if these two angels make it back to heaven, 
the universe will fucking implode. So mm. people are trying to stop them, right? And it's the movie that, even though it was like satire and it was a comedy, like a dark comedy, even when I was watching as a little kid, it made me realize that so much of it is built on these rules and these technicalities, you know what I'm saying, like that are just kind of silly and man-made. Yeah. And it really made me think, and, and the whole the whole thing, um, they're sitting around a campfire at one point, and this one dude who who who's in um uh man he was in Harry Potter and he died a British actor oh he, I I know who you're talking about though the vampire boy uh the, the, you know that the vampire boy with the fucking he was in the vampire movie yeah yeah I want I want to get his name just he's to, Batman out of respect no 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 he's not Batman I watched Harry Alan Pot- Rickman this okay. guy this guy oh you mean died in real life yes in real you're life. talking about. Gillyweed, I presume. Yes, yes. Okay. Professor Al- Snape. <laughs> that guy. Yes. So Alan Rickman, he's sitting around a campfire talking to the last descendant of Christ. And she's going through some shit. She's like tripping out. She's like, dude, I can't believe that the blood of Jesus flows through my veins, right? And then she's like, my, my, I can't believe that like just, you know, all this shit about religion. And then, um, oh, no, no, Chris Rock's character. Chris Rock plays an apostle. And he's like, here's what you need to realize. You know, he's like, you shouldn't look at religion as um, a belief. He's like, too many people go to war for their beliefs and their um, and their convictions and shit. He's like, look at it as an idea, because an idea is like something that can like, you know, it evolves. It can it can move with time. And he's like, if you look at religion like an idea, then you won't be so, you know. Um, attached to like the like beliefs that people like kill themselves over, and the whole shit just made me like really question the way I looked at religion. Let me ask you something: Are, Do you still believe in God, though? I believe in God one hundred percent. You just don't like the idea of organized religion manipulating people to do things that the religion wants. Yeah, I one hundred percent believe in God as in like an uh, um, an all seeing, all knowing entity creator. I do believe in that because. Um, for me, you know, I did go to church, uh, Christian school and, and I, I felt something real, you know what I'm saying? Like, and nothing, um, like, and I, I, I still feel like hundred percent. I felt like the presence of God in the building. You feel me? And I also feel like, um, I'm a very blessed individual and I feel like a lot of that, like my whole life, I'm like, yo, I really want to give just like positivity into the world because I feel like I've been blessed and I feel like there is like a balance to the universe and all that shit. And some people are like, Tim, how are you going to talk about the universe and you believe in God? I'm like, dude, God controls the universe. So it's like- There I'm, it fucking goes, idiot. Idiot. But here's the interesting thing though, and I always said this too because I was a youth minister for a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I still believe in God. The, the hardest thing that a lot of like devout Christians or supposedly devout Christians would always go through, and I always used to always tell my youth kids this, is that before you even go ahead and talk about, you know, quote unquote, the word of God, or you want to convert somebody into this religion that you truly believe and love so much, that person that you're trying to talk to about Christ and theology, they can't know more about the religion than you do. Mm. So for right now, you're just practicing theory, right? You like, you're, you're trying to show people through feeling. Some people don't want that. They want you to know more about the religion than they do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who who I've approached <clears throat> when I was younger who were atheists, they knew more about the Bible than mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. which is something that's very, very important for anybody. Like you can't, you got to, it's just this classic saying, 
practice what you preach, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was the hard part for a lot of these young kids because they kind of grew up in the religion. So what they felt was stuff that they felt through having a parents that were Christian. Right. Right. You've heard all these stories, but you heard them in stories and fables, but you never really went into it. Mm-hmm. Besides those people who went through like Christian theology class, right, which I had to do a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And there's so much information out there. If you can't stand there and have a civil conversation with somebody and kind of not not even dispute the thing that they're saying, but kind of have a stance on things with with the information that they're giving you, you're you're not going to win. Dude, totally. It's right? too hard that way. Especially if you're one of these people that refuses to even even like entertain entertain the thought that maybe the Bible isn't literal. Yeah. Maybe it's not something that can you can um adapt over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people who are like it says in the Bible, this verse, that homosexuality is a sin. And then you have the people that are like, well, actually, there's Bible verses that say, like, wearing denim is a sin. You mm-hmm. like, oh, why is your daddy gay? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> your daddy wears jeans, too. <laughs> but it's like all these really, like, like th- th- I mean, the Bible's written so long ago, right? And the people that also feel, that say, like, um, everything is literal. and Because I definitely am down for the concept of, these are our stories that are meant to teach a lesson because yes. that makes sense, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if God is his all knowing dude and Jesus is his son, um, why wouldn't you think that God could watch over his universe creation over these past years and be like, yeah, you know what? Times have changed a little bit. Yeah. You well, know, it's, it's just a little different now. Yeah. And that was the hard thing, too. It's like, I remember when uh, we would do these mission trips and they, some of these kids would get kind of, they would get a little upset because when you're doing missionary trips too, you are going to be in a situation where people will challenge your thoughts and ideas that you really truly believe in. But like the disposition to get mad at somebody because they're challenging you mm-hmm. is not a very smart move, mm-hmm. right? Because even if I, I like I've seen young people try, not even just I'm sorry, I don't want to say young people, just people in general, just try it out, and you could already tell in their face that they want to argue. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if this religion is about love, then you should have a, <clears throat> a, a stance of understanding. Mm-hmm. And it's just really hard sometimes when I see sometimes, <clears throat> and I think that was hard for me to find a really good church is because, I mean, I. I've talked about so many different stories about being in a Korean church and the bullshit that I had to deal with. Mm. Because even if we even go with a bigger issue too, when you have religions that mix in with culture, culture always comes on top of religion, Mm -hmm. which is so weird. Like I I talked about stories where Korean churches, if you guys are Korean out there, you guys know uh, every year there is a flag football thing, Turkey Bowl, and there's also a Korean church volleyball where you'll see the pastor. He's like holier, holier than thou. And then when volleyball happens, you piece of a keseki shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, in the blood of a Jesus Christ. And he spikes it. And he's like cursing everybody out. It's like, and then you can't speak out of turn sometimes in Korean churches because you have, you know, a Korean hierarchy. Like there isn't like really free speech like that sometimes because you have to work within the reins of Korean culture. Mm. So sometimes culture comes before the actual religion when it should be the other way around. Mm -hmm. So there's just like these weird, there's just so many different things about it, right? And I still go to church now uh, virtually just because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be around my friend's kids. So it's like I got to be smart about my shit. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, there's always like aspects that I just really dislike and it's hard for me to get over. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy, I think for me too, I I enjoy the moral stories. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I always walk away feeling good about something or I walk away with a better perspective. And I truly believe, if, I, I think if I didn't grow up in that Christian church because, you know, growing up in such a shitty ass area, I probably would have been a piece of shit. Because mm-hmm. it kind of like tied me down to certain <clears throat> morals that I never went past. Mm-hmm. Right? Same. So I agree, you know, and I um I, I want to go. I actually want to start going back to church again, and because I, I, I told God I was going to, but, but like I a hundred percent agree that even though I grew up and started questioning the technic the technical shit, right? I a hundred percent um feel like the foundation that the Christian school built in me is shit I carry to this day, mm, you know, mm, and mm. um and speaking of like the way things are interpreted i like give so much credit to like the christian school i went to um you know that story where jesus christ is like saying he says um how can you critique the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a uh uh, a penis in your mouth. No, <laughs> when you have a, no. It's how can you critique the the speck in your homie's eye when you have like a whole like four, two by four in your own eye, some yeah. shit like that, right? And I had seen one version of that where Jesus is pissed and he's like, "How can you talk about the speck in your in your neighbor's eye when you have this whole wood thing in your own eye, right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh wow, Jesus is pissed." <clears throat> but then I also saw. But then they also showed us a video. Another teacher at that school showed us a video. Um, of it's like you know it's a guy playing Jesus and he's like doing it like a stand up comedian mm. and he's like he's like has all these people like listening to him talk and he's like now, look how can you critique the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a whole wooden thing in your own eye and everyone's cracking up yeah. and they're like you're right Jesus I'm like wow what a great interpretation of that you Jesus feel me Jesus was a stand up comic dude. yeah he was a stand up comic and I feel like you know and that is definitely like a reflection on just religion in general right there's a good thing that I think like Christianity does and it's the thing about, especially because how they use Jesus Christ as an example Jesus Christ uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> I love you God um how they use Jesus Christ as an example of not thinking that you're above somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like there's the examples where there was the whore. Yes. And um, she was- Mary Magdalene. Uh, Mar- the whore as well. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's that example. There's also the girl who would wipe uh, Jesus's uh, feet with her hair. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like that idea too, I think still stays ingrained in me today. Like when I look at people, I look at them as people. Whether- whether that was done through other personal influences around me, but I do believe that did stem from church and me doing missionary trips and everything else like that mm-hmm. because it did allow me to, and you could do this, by the way, as a parent without the religion part too, mm-hmm. but definitely being in a, you know, because you are the people that you're around and if everybody kind of follows that uh, ideology, it kind of becomes ingrained in you, right? Mm-hmm. Helping other people out when they're down, um, seeing yourself on equal planes with everybody else really does help. Yeah, man. Um, it for sure helps. Like my dad from the jump and, you know, and, and he's always been such an open minded person. Right. He would tell me because I was going to Christian school, but my parents were Buddhist. But he's like, look, man, at the end of the day, all organized religion is bullshit. He's like, just be a good person. That's mm. all that matters. And And that's the thing about religion, too. Right. Is that like. All the religions kind of have that underlying do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And they they put it in different Mm, ways. But every religion says that, you know, you sow what you reap, treat others how you want to be treated. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, that's that's all you need to be a good person. How do you want to be treated? Treat other people that way. Marinate on that. We're going to take a break. 
Hey guys, this episode of Dudes Behind the Foods is brought to you by GoodyBrand.com. Tim here, just popping in to remind you that what's a better Christmas gift than some fly-ass clothes? I mean, GoodyBrand.com, we got new hats. Uh, count your blessings. We got beanies. We got new flannels. We got all types of new gear. So go to GoodyBrand.com and check it out. All right, well, let me ask you this, David. So um, so here was always a struggle too, right? Is because, you know, if you believe in God, right, there's the concept of heaven and hell. But then also like a part of me is like a really big believer in um, reincarnation mm. and like having past lives and shit. Can I tell you this? So there's a show with, um, what's her face? It's um... Robert Pattinson. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Professor Snape. No, um, it's... It's, it's where they go into the idea of uh, The Good Place, that mm, show. Mm, 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 mm. The Good Place, surprisingly, I mean, the show kind of got a little wonky, but they brought up this really interesting topic that kind of fucked my head up a little okay. bit. So in The Good Place, it's actually hell, right? Mm. And But they kind of make it seem like it's heaven, and they create this, 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 it's just trickery and foolery, right? Which is what the devil does. Yeah. But going into heaven, they found out after... 10,000 years of having everything amazing and mm. they know this right mm. they go why am I here what am I looking forward to 10 20,000 years of having an amazing place mm. over and over and over oh that's hell I learned art <laughs> I did everything that I wanted to do how much more time do I need to live and that's my whole existence for the rest of my life mm. I was like Man, for the rest of eternity for the rest of fucking eternity <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought about that shit I was like wait that's yeah you're right that's kind of like hell mm. That's interesting. Because you get bored. Yeah, and then in, in the show, there's this way where you have a way out. Like you can actually leave heaven, and but we don't know what's on this other side. Okay. And so a lot of people, af, uh, after 20, 30,000, 40,000 years, <laughs> yeah. they go, I'm done with heaven. Mm. I, I would rather risk to see what's else on this other side because I've done the same thing over and over and over again. Okay. But we're given this idea that heaven is going to be eternal bliss and happiness. Mm -hmm. But- it's like having pizza every day for the rest of your life. I fucking love pizza. Yeah. I had pizza for 20, 30,000 years. Or dating like a super horny girl. After a while, it's like, I'm tired. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> no girl's horny around me. They have my penis once and they're like, that's enough. <laughs> enough. I am done. <laughs> She's like, this is hell now. <laughs> this is not the good place. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, man. I, I've never thought about it like that. Kind of interesting, right? It's weird. But then, uh, I mean, if you think of heaven like the way everyone says heaven is supposed to be, right? Where it's like just everything you would want. I mean, what if you get bored in heaven and you're like, you know what? I uh, I want something to annoy me a little bit. And mm. it's like, and it's there. It's Can like, I tell you something, man? Yeah. Even though I do believe in heaven and hell, mm -hmm. I wish the Bible would have said reincarnation was there because that would be the shit. Yeah, man. I, here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it when it comes to thinking about reincarnation, and I think I believe more in people living different lives as opposed to you get reincarnated as a fucking you know butterfly. sofa chair. Okay, yeah. Butterf butterfly, butterfly. I low key believe in, oh, or that type of shit. I do believe in. Because let me tell you why. And I was just telling this story uh, earlier to uh, our, uh, your barber Sergio, who mm. gave me a fresh fade today. Um, and he's he's my side barber because my barber is always out of fucking town. That's the thing about dating a popular, not dating, but 
<laughs> that's how intimate the relationship yeah. is between a guy and his fucking barber. Facts, dude. Yeah, that's how fucking intimate it is. My main barber, he's so popping. He's always, and literally when I'm like, hey, man, when I text him, like, are you good for Thursday? I know eight times out of ten, he's going to be like, ah, man, I'm in Chicago cutting up a Chicago bull or some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. So now, you know, I go to his barber a lot. And we were talking about um, so when when Chia when we when when we were first trying to make a baby, um, her grandma had passed like um I want to say that year okay, mm-hmm. and Chia was pretty close to her grandma, so it was you know she was sad about it right, and one day it was like after we had just went at it like rabbits for a week you know. Uh, and her dead grandmother was floating <laughs> over your two bodies, just, <laughs> just fucking like animals. It's <laughs> just like, what are you doing behind? <laughs> and just landed on my forehead. Enough! No, you're, so, you're killing her. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. What happened was one day I hear Chia screaming outside, running, screaming, because, you know, she's deathly afraid of insects, mm-hmm. right? I run outside thinking I want to see a fucking wasp, but it's a beautiful white butterfly circling around her while she was running. Butt naked. The butterfly was butt naked, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she was butt naked too. Titty swanging. <laughs> so she runs into the house. Swing. I'm like, a butterfly? And 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 here's here's the trippy part. I've never seen a butterfly like legit follow somebody before. All right. So like to the point where Chia ran into the house, closed the glass door, and the butterfly's at the window, like right there on the glass, bro. And I'm like, that's your grandma. That's your grandma telling you we're pregnant. I feel it. Like I know it, right? And sure enough, you know she was pregnant. And I'm like, that was definitely grandma. That was abuela for sure. So now I'm like, so but so so since a part of me believes in reincarnation I'm like okay so is it like you get to go to heaven if you want or you get to be reincarnated if you want like man I'm going for reincarnation all day yeah yeah what would you want to come back as just another person Mm -hmm. I would like to be um, Japanese next oh word yeah why is that Uh, just because it's kind of similar to Korean but not really Mm. and I want to know why they did all those terrible war crimes (laughs) (laughs) as a Korean you have to say that <laughs> Why I do this? Uh. You know what's oh. funny? When I was in high school, so my father's a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. But I never knew. So there was I, her name was Lindsay, and this mm-hmm. girl used to this girl fucking annoyed me, right? Mm-hmm. Because she was so mean about everything that she would do, and she was like the social justice warrior mm-hmm. before SJW was even a term. Mm-hmm. And she knew that my father was a pastor. She knew I was a very devout Christian. I used to carry around this book, um, something, something, something life. I Why forgot. I'm better than you? Because I'm a Christian. Yes. <laughs> In your fucking face dot com. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, you know, but we were just, that was just what it was. It's like, I wanted to share my joy with people. And then some people actually went to church and they converted, which mm. was kind of dope. You know, mm. I think they're still Christian till this day. And this girl came up to me and she goes, bef- doesn't even say anything. And she just goes, you need to learn how to be more accepting. And I'm like. Accepting of what? She goes, why don't you like gay people? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I, what, where is this coming from? She didn't have any. Hold on a second. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. And so I didn't know what she was going about. And she was like, you hate gay people. There was no like asking me a question. Right. It was just a statement. You are Christian. You yeah. hate gay people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, why don't you think they can get married? And I'm like, 
I was so confused because at the time, I didn't know gay people couldn't get married. Mm. I just assumed they could. Mm -hmm. And so she was going on this whole rant towards me about mm. like, you know, gay people should. And I was like, yeah, of course. What are you talking about? You're not making any sense. Yeah. I was like, but then but then it finally clicked after me. She did a whole fucking yelling at me thing and walked away. I was like, Dude, can gay people not get married? Mm -hmm. I didn't fucking know that. But she didn't care to ask. Mm -hmm. And she just straight up started coming at me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you didn't even have a conversation with me, number one. I didn't know gay people couldn't get married. I assumed that they were just married. Yeah, you were a stupid Christian boy. Yeah, I didn't know shit. <laughs> I was just dumb as shit. And also my dad didn't care. And he was a pastor. Oh, word. So my dad didn't care. So he was like, oh, yeah, of course he can get married, whatever. That's the thing, right? It's all about the interpretation. There's yeah. literally a church in Long Beach that's like, has like on their door, we welcome all like LGB, like everybody from that community, we welcome them. And it's a whole ass Christian church. And my, what my dad said too, he was, which is kind of profound, he goes, does me hating somebody who is homosexual, right? Does it change the fact that they're gay? Them not allowing them to get married, does it change the fact that they're gay? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. So what does it matter? It's, yeah, man. It doesn't change anything. Ah, dude, that's such a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, and that was my biggest issue, man. Like, at the end of the day, right, the Bible says God is all loving. And all knowing. And all knowing, all loving, like, and like, he is a God of love. Like it, it also says he's a jealous God, which is always like, just always kind of threw me off yeah. that verse. But like, he's it says, abusive. <laughs> he's right? an abusive husband. He's toxic as hell. <laughs> God is toxic. I love you, but you're mine. <laughs> but it says God is like full of love. So it's like, come on, bro. Like y'all can't preach that you are all about this Christian, all-loving God, and then be so like judgmental of people. Because at the end of the day, God loves His creations. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's like that's that's the most hypocritical shit when you can be like, "Yo, all y'all going to hell," but like, but at the, but like, but God, I'm sure God is like, "Man, they good." Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "My cre my creations are beautiful." You know, I can't walk around knowing that. I have to deliberately ostracize somebody mm -hmm. just for this simple way of loving who they love. That shit irritates me. I can't, because mm -hmm. if you look at it like this, man, I mean, because I never, I'm not gay, right? But right. I do know what? what Tim, <laughs> Tim I'm, I'm backwards coming out to you right now. <laughs> You've been straight this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Go on. I really do. <laughs> I'm Italian now. Yeah, I know. I really like a pussy. I love a pussy. <laughs> it tastes like a pomodoro calamari. <laughs> I lie. <laughs> but like, just that idea of somebody telling me that I can't do something that makes me happy bothers me and if you know what that feels like on any type of level and it doesn't affect your day-to-day -day, doesn't hurt you at all mm -hmm. whatsoever that's fine and even for those of you out there who feel uncomfortable with it right you can raise your kids however you want mm -hmm. but for you to go out of your way to make somebody feel like shit just because you don't agree with their lifestyle that doesn't affect your day-to-day -day, preach shut the fuck up wow move on mm -hmm. leave them alone yes relax mm -hmm. or I'm going to kiss you in your mouth. Say it again. I'm going <laughs> to kiss you in the mouth. Uh, did I ever tell you when um, <laughs> I, I, I was speaking tongues on accident? What? All right, man, look. 
I was at the, I used to go to these youth group Christian camps for like two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. With my youth group that I went to, we go to these like little camps up in the mountains. It was lit. It was like all these other youth groups that would come there. Great time to meet girls, let me tell you. But like we would all go to these like we would stay in these like little lodges, almost like dorms. You know what I'm saying? We go to like church every night. There would be like themed events. It was fun, right? And so one time. They were doing like, you know, altar calls like they always do, right? And I didn't realize the goal of these like older kids around me was they were trying to get me to speak in tongues. I didn't realize that was the, the, their goal. So they kept telling me, they were like, they had their hands on me. They're like, all right, just just pray. Just let it out. Just let it out. Just just, just keep whatever, whatever, whatever you feel that you, like whatever the Lord is putting in your heart right now, just say it. So I'm praying, right? I'm praying. I'm thanking God for everything. I'm like, you know, God help me with this, help me with that. And they're like, just, just, say, just, no, just keep going. Just, just keep going, keep going. Just don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. So, I, so I'm... I'm just kind of saying whatever to the point where it kind of sounds like I'm just kind of like mumbling. Yeah. And they're like, just because you know, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. And my real youth pastor, Pastor Dan, he came up to me. He came up and he's listened and he's like, and he's like, hey, um, are you guys, are you guys sure? Like while I'm, while this whole thing's going on, he's like, um, hey, hey guys, do you, do you, do, do you know, like, does Tim know what's going on right now? Like, he, cause he, he was kind of listening and he's like, you know, are you trying to get him to speak in tongues? And I looked up and I was like, oh, is that what y'all trying to get me to do? Yeah, because they were like they really thought since I was mumbling I was beginning to speak in tongues and and I was like oh I didn't know that's what we were doing <laughs> and then they were like they kind of stopped they were like oh and Pastor Dan's like yeah guys like you know like it's great what you're trying to do here but like you know you should really make sure you like everyone he knows what's on the same page yeah we're on the same page and they were like oh shit they were like dumbfounded almost you know hey, what I'm saying we, let me tell you this funny ass story <laughs> hey this is why I fucking love my lady. <laughs> So Mariel's mother is very religious, mm-hmm. right? Very sweet lady. Mariel's also religious. Mm-hmm. Her mother one day approached her, and this is when they were in the car, right? And she goes, <laughs> I believe that you have the gift of tongue. Like God has anointed this upon you, right? Mm. And Mariel's like, I can't fucking speak in tongues. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't have it. Her mother's like, yes, you do. And her mom was like, listen, if you speak in tongues, I'll give you $20. <laughs> what? And then Mariel no. just starts going, <laughs> you fucking lie. You are lying. Fucking lie. And Mariel told me that she just started like mumbling shit just so she could get 20 bucks. And she was just going, yeah, mama say mama, mama say mama too, sa. That is hilarious. My lady is one of the funniest people I've ever met. And she said this story so casually, like there's nothing wrong with it. Wow. And I'm like, dude, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. You spoke in tongues just for 20 bucks. Wow. Well, look. And here's what's great about it. I feel like God was cracking up, too. I know. He's a little idiot. <laughs> All right, y'all, man. I feel like y'all need Jesus. So make sure you pray tonight, man. Thank you for watching uh, Dudes Behind the Foods. Uh, make sure you know you like, comment, subscribe. Rate us five stars on all the things. Uh, I'm Tim Shantaranksu. And I'm David So. Praise Jesus. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.